Betty. 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 Yay. Did you did you watch Rasputin? Yes, I was like, it's what is this? So good! Oh my god, it's so funny. There lived a certain man in Russia long ago. He was big and strong in his eyes a flaming glow. I like his pants. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's where Hammer got it from. Oh my goodness, are you gonna wear those? Yeah. <laughs> ra ra Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. There was a cat. That really was gone. Whoa. Whoa. They have a whole <laughs> album like that. Well, yeah, I don't want it. <laughs> Me too. Uh. <laughs> I couldn't even follow through. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I'm excited for April Fool's Day. It's a really good movie. You didn't even want to watch it. I hated it. You're like, nah. I know, because I nah. thought it wasn't funny. I can't even believe you thought that, though. That's, like, so, that was the funniest thing. Oh, my God. It's very complicated. You're so funny. All I know is that it's a, it's all a joke, but there's, like, 20 minutes worth of details that are very cryptic. I know. I love it. And I know what it does for the genre, but as things are happening, I like, I watched it yesterday, and I was still mesmerized. <gasps> Yay. Yeah, so this movie has me permanently mesmerized. And by the way, the kill count in Friday the 13th 5 is 19. Oh my god. So that's the highest. What? Uh, until Jason goes to hell, which is 27. No. But Oh my god, hey! We have a new listener from France. Hey, wee wee. Oh, wee wee. <laughs> Let's say hi to them. France. Yeah, let's see what this week is doing. Oh, interesting. All right. So this week on pod, we've gained a listener from France. Spain is now number two listeners. Whoa. <laughs> That's weird. France is number three, pulling right up. Okay. That's fascinating. So... Cool. India holding strong. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Oh, guess what? Guess what's creeping up there this week? Oh, no. Four episodes. Which one do you <laughs> think? Uh, final exam. Terror Train. Oh, wow. Crazy. Now, that's fascinating. Sure is. So, number one, Nightmare on Elm Street. It pulled above Sleepaway Camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Prowler is still in the top five the whole entire time it has been. Yeah. Figured. And then Terror Train. That one I don't quite understand. So, but, uh, and then guess, guess this, for this week, guess what knocked out Final Exam? What, Valentine? Friday the 13th, three. That's ridiculous. Shelly. Oh, my God. I think it was Shelly. His fault, yeah. And France. And France. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's going to get added to everything I say. No. Oh, God. Oh, no. And France. And France. Because. Hey, PPOGs. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Wait, wait, wait. What did you say? Porn plucked? I said. 
porn plucked Ohio girls? Did you actually say porn plucked? Well, whatever they are. You actually said porn plucked. Coming to Hollywood. <laughs> yes, a porn plucked Ohio girl. A porn plucked Ohio girl. <laughs> you know what I mean. P.O.T.s. Uh, Biff's God. getting the golden machete. This isn't even fair. Uh, How is this fair? Oh my God. Right? He's, I mean, he's got to get it. He's getting yours. Uh, obviously. Yeah, who, who else could get it? I know. But the great thing is, it's not obvious from the beginning. No, it's not. So, oh, oh, never mind. I can't give it to her. <gasps> no. She didn't earn it. She didn't earn it. This time, if, if we had a retroactive gold machete, then Amy yes. Steele would have gotten it I for know. Ginny. I know. Are you kidding me? She doesn't get it in this movie. She, this movie, she like does nothing. We got things to do. But definitely Chopping Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Shop, uh, <gasps> oh, Gorilla. I love. Fancy. Oh, I got it. I know. I love Shockma. Yeah, you do. Shockma. And we have to because of um, Nightmare. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the teaser is the star of Nightmare. That's what it calls it. Oh, my God. Well, they had a fallout over that. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Wow. The star. How awkward and weird. <laughs> okay, then. And the teaser has to be part of it because the guy's voice. Shakma. Oh, definitely. It's yeah, the, the voice. The voice is wonderful. Actually. God, it's my favorite thing ever. Shocking mm -hmm. audiences everywhere. Shock ma. Shock ma. It's my favorite. Yes. I showed it to Will so many times and now he knows it too. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just put it on sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no one else ever successfully convinces anyone to watch Shockma. Oh, God. So you're the only one who's ever pulled that off. It's so funny. It's because the game master. <laughs> so, yeah. like, that's so bad how they have him act. Mm-hmm. But I love it. It's really bad. The game master. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun movie. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're doing that and Chopping Mall and the Initiation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that those are in a category, but... Um, <laughs> oh my god, that's so yes. funny. <laughs> I oh, love it. Amazing. <laughs> I know. Wow, wow. So funny. Okay, then. I guess that's what we're doing. Um, there, There's also, I can think of a few more for the malls. Okay. And, uh, Return to Horror High is in a mall. Oh! <gasps> So there's that. Okay, you know I love Return oh, to Horror. Oh, the one I watched last month with the little uh, the the little monkey, Chakma's little brother, in a mall. What? Yeah, there's a little monkey demon that that they they conjured up at the bowling alley, and then he he hunted them all down in the mall. That's really weird. I know it's extremely strange, and he can talk. The monkey can talk, and he's black. Um. In the 80s. Yes, it's ridiculous. Okay, then we have to watch that. I know. <laughs> okay, but Return to Horror High, I I think is one of the funniest ones. Obviously, Clooney's most famous. Uh, yes. 
by far. But I actually like it. His his magnum opus. Um, I'm watching the teaser right now. I love it. Yeah, you love that. Hey, that's right. Scream totally ripped this off. Well, yeah, it did. Scream totally stole the the like all of these movies. Yeah. Uh, including the one we're about to cover. The first five minutes are what Scream is. In the first five minutes, they're showing home video footage of people having fun when everything's great. Hey, let's let's remember Nev yeah. Campbell's mother. Nev Campbell's mother is is the central catalyst of the entire Scream plot. Oh my god! So they went back to That's happy. Right. It's it's Nev's mother, and then her boyfriend's dad had some sort of thing in the other generation. Okay, That's and then right. it, it blew up, and it was a scandal in the town, and so that was that was why. Her boyfriend and his best friend became the joint killers. I honestly like they try to do the they try to hit the plot points. I will say that's a great movie. I mean, yeah, I have nothing against Scream. My only thing is the post-Scream climate. That's what because I don't like. Everything it brought everything back. I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to move away from the fringe years where where it was like grunge and no one cared about the movies anymore you know that was really fun climate for me well but then it's all children good. of the corn like <gasps> one, through 17, one through 17 you know the puppet master sequels came out um jason yeah, but, went to hell but i love puppet master i love puppet master and yeah, and, and i want to watch it what <laughs> puppet uh, master is my favorite movie uh, but i'm saying I want to watch it. Well, well I, that's what I'm saying. And but see, <sighs> I wanted you to watch all of them because it's like to just watch one is such torture for me. There's so much story, and they end up going back to 1920s Italy. And Puppet Master Three is a black and white movie that actually takes place in the 20s. So why? Like, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like POV shots of puppets in black and white with people talking in 1920s talk? Oh my God. Yeah, that's that movie. And and it's all about um, Antoine, the, the uh, marionettist. And they actually go back to when he was alive. He made these puppets. Uh, he was hiding from the Gestapo. And, and, and it was like this misunderstanding and he was wanted, but he was innocent. And so he, he created these puppets and he did voodoo with them because he knew some Caribbean guy and you know, like his whole well, thing was, okay, the Gestapo's gonna kill me, but I'm innocent. And and my only friends now are these marionettes and they they heard that. And so the puppets are actually acting righteously. And and in, in part three, they're killing the Gestapo. Oh my God. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's crazy, it's okay. crazy. And they're like liberating oppressed camps of kids and stuff. That's what? Well, so we have to do all those. Wait, when should yeah. we do all the Children of the Corns, though? Uh, they're going to have to be back to back. They're going to have to be back to back. Even though one stands on its own, um, we can't do one until we're ready to, to do them all. No, I agree. Because that'll yeah. be a super fun. Um, that, that's series. as fun as it gets. And there's six of them, by the way. So we're set for, for Children of the Corn. And also there's six puppet masters. They go they both go up to part six six six. Oh heck yeah. And then there's a special one called Puppet Master versus the Demonic Toys. <gasps> when they got into a toys. fight with the other toys in the room. Um, awesome. 
Yeah, but but Puppet Master is actually very gripping, and and you're actually gonna love the whole series. Um, so we need to do the Puppet Masters. We need to do the Children of the Corns. We need to do the Halloweens. We need to do the Elms. Oh my God. We need the to do the Giallos. The Giallos. So we can be Siscalito and Iberto. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We need to bring Italian items to the show. Oh, it's happening. I'm bringing Italian soda. <laughs> oh, I'm watching the free Prime version, by the way. Yeah, me too. It's an SD. Yeah. I'm at 12 seconds. Tw you did your thing. I know. Are you kidding me? But that's what it starts. So. You always go. Okay, so that means... <clears throat> Welcome to Slashers and Suits. Yay! Welcome to Slashers and Suits. Okay. Today is the day. It is April Fool's Day. Yes, it certainly is. And I think that we're going to have a little bit of fun today. I'm so excited. And I pretty much April fooled myself because I reached for this bar of chocolate and it's all empty. <laughs> April Fool's. So I'm so sad. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's gone. How appropriate. <laughs> How appropriate. Uh, but this movie, I'm so excited because we just covered FTT5 and April Fool's Day, you know, regardless of what people think about slasher parodies, April Fool's Day is a parody. Oh, yes. 100%. And it is masterfully done. Also, mm -hmm. this, is, this is a film that subverts the conventions of this genre while simultaneously participating in them. Ooh, just incredibly well done. There are so many callback, well, shout outs to other movies and we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll note them when they're happening. Um, we have Ginny from FTT2, she's here. Yeah, she's actually here. That was a really pleasant surprise for me. I was so happy to see her. Oh my goodness, and who else do we have? <laughs> the oh, suspense. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> There's another fabulous, fabulous person that appears in this movie that I think that we all know and love. Do you want to reveal that now or do you want to wait? Okay, can you guess who this is? If I say, make like a tree, get out of here. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of thinking that uh, that's a, that reminds me of a screen door on a battleship. Oh my God. It is the one and only Biff Tannen from Back to the Future. This is really happening. It's Biff Tannen. Oh. It is It is legitimately Biff Tannen in this movie, and we loved every second. Oh, he's so much fun, too. Yeah, he's he's in fine form here, and it's it's really, really fun to see him. It, you know, it's just the icing on the cake. Okay, but also, you did your thing. I did my thing. Again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... We were going to watch, oh, it was between this and something else, and he, you didn't want to watch April Fool's Day, Jesus. I know, for some reason. <laughs> I remembered this movie oh. as being a bad movie, but that turned out not oh, to be funny. the case at all. This movie turned out to be incredible. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorites. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. oh, oh my god. I can't even wait. So... What else did they need to know for diving in? Well, this movie came out in 1986. Mm -hmm. So we've been covering these films for the most part in chronological order. We started 
with the very, very early 80s, and we've made our way through the first half of the 80s, we've seen that some things are starting to change. Right. Now, at the time that this film came out, slasher movies were making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. They had been doing so for about five years straight. 1981 is when that was solidified. Mm -hmm. And every director wanted to make a slasher film. So that lasted a few years. Mm -hmm. And by this time, it had become so formulaic mm -hmm. that, frankly, a lot of bad slasher movies were being made. Mm -hmm. Some really bad movies yep. were being made. And so when they made April Fool's Day, they had that in mind. They were actually saying, okay, this genre has somewhat become a joke. Right. And so we're going to have a little fun with it in a tongue-in-cheek, self-referential way. Right. And this is the first time that that happened on a grand scale. There, there were some parodies that predated April Fool's Day. Mm -hmm. But April Fool's Day was the first movie that took into account everything that the slasher movie was up until that point synthesized it into a really, really fun package mm -hmm. and and gave us the first official slasher parody. I'm so excited. And you were talking last time uh, in FTD5 episode that the slasher is the only genre to go through all of these different manifestations in such a short period, like the different eras of the genre. Yes. Under normal circumstances, you have the the classic period of the genre, which generally lasts decades. Mm -hmm. I think the, the best example is to look at the Western. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you have the proto phase with the silent great train robbery. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have the first big talky Western stagecoach. That's in the late 30s. And then you have just hit after hit in the Western genre for a couple of decades. And then yeah. it sort of uh, fell out of popularity, but then it came back with things like Fistful of Dollars, you know? And by that time, it, it was in a very tongue-in-cheek referential style, self-referential right. style, to where it was sort of playing with its own conventions. And this happened to every genre, the sci-fi, the romantic comedy, the musical, every genre went through these phases, but in the case of every other genre, this sequence took about 50 or 60 years. And the slasher movie went from classical period to satire in five years. Mm, that's so crazy. I love it. I'm it's, it's quite amazing. So we're, we're basically here to uncover the secrets of why that all happened. Okay, and you are at 13 seconds? Yes. Okay, Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime, yes. This movie is free on there. Uh, Amazon's just throwing up all the slashers. I love it. I know. Thank you, Amazon. I know, right? All right, countdown, and then press play when I say play. April Fool's Day. Okay, three, two, one, play. Ooh. Hometown Films. Go. Okay, Paramount Pictures. Well, my volume's really loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Self-aware. 
what is happening? We've got some home video footage of our full suite group of friends that we are about to meet. By the way, is ending. They're all going to graduate and they're all in that phase where they're going to figure out what they're doing with their lives. They're all having fun and they're about to go on a vacation together. And it is a full suite here, I must say. It is the fullest of full suites. <laughs> I think so too. I think they do really well with the with various character types. Oh my goodness. Yes. And she's acting all Miss American Pie. Kentucky, no, Kansas. <laughs> That's right. Oh dear. Right. Well, Kansas, and then she turns Kentucky. <laughs> I know she she turns Kentucky in in like two seconds. Yep. <laughs> Yay! Who's that? Oh, Who's it's that? Ginny. Ah. It's Ginny with a chainsaw. Ginny with a chainsaw. That's now so here's exciting. our man. Um, cannon right here. Oh my god. Look at his post Back to the Future. <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. Um, Incredible. Okay. Uh, creepy. So, so who something's is this going on here with a prosthetic um, human model in the basement. <laughs> Jeez um, Louise. It's Tuesday. Okay, so she is the owner of this huge mansion for some reason. And I can't I can't remember why. I think her parents own it, but now it's hers or something. So she's from one of those families. And she's uh, the one who's invited all of our people that we just saw to her house for a party, graduation party. So they're going to have to take the boat to her house. But what is she doing in the basement? Yes. Yes. So she is quite an interesting person here. And uh, her friends are about to take a boat across to her island where oh. she has her home. They're all going to party. And she's kind of nervous and excited. She's getting everything ready. Uh, we, we think that she might have some sort of interesting uh, dark elements to her personality. Oh, the music. Music is great. Flashbacks. Ooh, ominous. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Come on, call. That is a call out if I've ever seen one to that happy birthday huge, to me. Huge call out. The first of a few that we're yep. going to get into. Oh, my goodness. And what is this music supposed to mean? Like... It seems like it should be all's well and good, but there's an ominous tone to it. Yeah, it's like all's well with a twist. Oh my goodness. I'm a sucker for the flashback, by the way. Love the flashbacks. So she's uh, reminiscing about one of her birthday parties that she had. Oh my God. Look, she looks insane. She really does. I I love her though. She's committed. Yeah. Yeah. She ended up uh, winning me over uh, throughout the course of the film. Yeah, me too. Oh, I want some cake. <laughs> <laughs> you love cake. I know. It's not fair. I can't eat it anymore. Was your favorite kind chocolate? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, look at her. I love how it's going back and forth. And the box. Hey, Jack in the Box in. Oh, that's right. That's right. A nice throwback to our House on Sorority Row episode. Which, if you haven't seen, is a good one. That was incredible. We were trying to figure out what the proper term is for the plural of Jack in the Box. <laughs> and Jack in the Box and one out over it Jack's did. in the Box. What is happening? Okay. Why? Why is uh -huh. it? Okay, jump scare and also. Hey, man, Kuso! Right. right. I know we've that from got, something. We've, we've got some very serious names going on in this film. He's from. He like produces other ones. Or something. Oh, here's your here's your boy with the new wave, like emo. Oh, that's <laughs> with his like, cassette player. He has an attitude. He sure does. And 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 by the way, you mentioned uh, Frank Mancuso Jr. So he actually produced the Friday the Thirteenth sequels. That's what I'm thinking. That's oh, is that why Ginny's here? Yes, he worked with Ginny before. Aw, and so, so do you think he, she, she, do you think they all knew Crispin Glover and Crispin recommended Biff? I think that has to be what happened. Oh my God. In fact, I, I'd like to think that this is, this is the alternate 1986 Biff. Oh my God, it so is. That's my favorite. <laughs> Oh, his voice in part two of Back to the Future is insane. Oh, it really is. Yeah, he's a, he's a very talented guy. I He's able to act so many different parts. I love him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hilarious. So. He left her bags. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he Aww. has a few things in common with his Biff character in this movie. Yeah, a few. And I don't know what his name is in this, because I'm just going to call him Biff. Yeah, I'm going to call him Biff as well. And, and we've got our full suite here now that we're getting introduced to. This is our group of friends. And oh, no. we've got a nice, uh, nice, diverse group of personalities. Yep. Um, because they have to be diverse somewhere. I know, right? <laughs> and uh, they do it in personalities. Hilarious. So... Oh, yay. So her boyfriend, I believe, just pulled up and he was going to be late. And then some other dude who's like, oh, no, the, is he the yacht boy? There's there's one of the yacht boys, the Blaine's in this group. So this guy is the southern politician. Oh, hell. Oh, please call him a hell. Yeah. Oh no. He, okay, so our girl is Muffy St. John. Muffy St. John. We got introduced to her at the very beginning of the film. She was the one having the flashbacks. Hail. All right, so she just invited different people all together. And then, okay, so it wasn't a cassette player. That was our new wave hipster dude has a video camera. Yes. So that, that was him taking all of the video. 
And oh. let's point out, there's a very, very beautiful setting. Oh my goodness, it's gorgeous. I don't know where they are, but this lake right here is so pretty. Really, really, really nice scenery. Um, I believe that this is taking place on an island off of the shore of Vancouver, BC. Oh, that would make so much sense. Oh my goodness, their dialogue is really fun. Just making fun of each other. Yeah, so we're having some classic uh, sort of teenage shenanigan dialogue. <laughs> shenanigan. We, oh my we, god. We thought this guy right here in the plaid, we thought he was like a uh, like a second-rate Kevin Bacon. Oh my god, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yep. His face is so that. He's Kevin Bacon with like the Rob Lowe haircut. Exactly. Oh, look at um, Crazy Ralph character. Yeah, we've got a Crazy Ralph, and he actually looks like him, too. I know. That's really fun. Steering so we, we, we've got a full suite plus the other generation. Oh, that's right, because you love that. I love that. I love that. Oh, my God. Hail. Oh, jeez, Luis. So this guy's name is Hal. Well, his real name is Harvey, but they call him Hal. Yes, he's going he's gonna to have an internship uh, at his local congressman's office. Mm -hmm. And uh, he'll, he'll be running for office himself one day. My God, exactly. Hailing from, uh, from Charleston. Yes. Oh, and then we have our nerdy girl. I love her. She's just reading a book. Yeah, and this guy, I call him Sting. Sting, that yes, that's who he reminds me of. I, I don't really like this dude, to be honest. No, his attitude is really. Oh, jeez. Well, he thinks he's he thinks he's way cooler than he actually is, which is detrimental. He thinks it's a funny thing he's doing. He thinks it's a funny thing he's doing. <laughs> yes. Yay. Go watch FTT4 for that. Yes, go watch FTT4 and go listen to the FTT4 episode. Yes, episode zero. Oh my so goodness. We have ample time to get a taste of each of their personalities as we're on our, our journey here. And then who's this, this blondie? He's like manning the boat. Yeah, he's, he's essentially our captain. Oh, I thought, well, who's the crazy Ralph then? It's just like this blonde guy appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> right. He's, he's the other crazy Ralph. Oh, my goodness. And then the knife being thrown into the wood. Yes. Because I don't know what the boat terms are. Oh, oh, oh. I was going to say the pl the plank. <laughs> I love it. Something like that. I love it. The deck. Deck, thank you. <laughs> uh -huh. It's like uh, the boat floor. All right, so look. Something's wrong here. There's a yeah. little bit of tension. Uh-oh. Whoa, don't throw the... 
Oh my god. They're playing with knives. And he biffed through the knife at the, like, jokester dude, Luffy's cousin. And it went right into his stomach. And now he's Get drowning. Oh, see, hell yes. I love it. Turned out to be a prank. April Fool's. April Fool's. Just a prank. That's such a cool thing, though. Like, I don't know who was wearing a belt underneath the shirt or something. Very, very cool. Yeah, that was great. Um, it was very realistic. And ah! I thought I thought that our first kill just happened. I know, so did I. But it, but it did not happen. And the reason why this is so effective is because we haven't really dealt with fake kill sequences yet. Right. That was great, great stuff. So he's not really dead. And uh, we're still having a party. <laughs> and uh, Sting over here, getting it for not going into the water to try to save his friend. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> the other guy was doing it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it was a really good trick, though. It, it really was. Uh -oh. No, it doesn't look good. You know what movie this reminds me of? <gasps> Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp, yeah. Because the boat is going to take his head off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. And here it comes. Uh-oh. See, the guy needed to get out of the water. Oh, my God. <gasps> that Ooh, is not good at all. Nasty. Ooh, see, this one I think is... Not a prank. Um. Oh my goodness. Yep. His whole his eye is gone. Ouch. Oh my god. So they're putting him in a rescue boat. Where did the rescue boat come from? Well, they they generally circle around. Oh. For these types of occasions, especially when they're uh, ferrying a bunch of students. Oh. So they've been warned oh ahead of time that there's going to be booze and shenanigans. Oh my god. And, so uh, here we go. This is exactly what they expected to happen. So someone has now been legitimately injured in a very serious way. Yeah. So so look, it's not all fun and games anymore. Uh, now mm -hmm. everyone's traumatized and here we go. Slasher oh. mode. Slasher mode. Muffy's here in her plaid. This is how quickly the tone can change. Yeah, that's it what takes I'm saying. One death. <sighs> Little Miss Muffet. Sending her tuffet. <laughs> Eating her curds and whey. Yeah. Oh man, so instantly it's not happy go lucky. Wow, oh, this man. scene is extremely reminiscent of Friday the 13th 2. Uh, yeah, Ginny in the car going through the woods. Yeah. Ginny. Yeah, this is great, great, great stuff. So uh, apparently, Muffy St. John lives in an extremely remote locale. And what is this that? is her house. It's beautiful, though. It looks like a museum. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Aw. 
Which I don't understand. So she turns 21. Oh, okay. Her first stage in inheritance. Oh, Lord. So she's a trust fund girl. That's why she's wearing plaid. Yes. Right. <laughs> exactly. The cardigan. And look at those eyes. Yeah, she looks insane. Yeah. She's just staring out. Um, I wonder if she's okay. <sighs> look how pretty, though. The whole dinner table is set for them, and it's all ornate. And... Ornate, exactly. Oh, so cool. It looks so old-timey. Oh, it's so cute. Just like an Agatha Christie. Exactly. Oh my god, Biff. And and I'm glad you said that because I think that this movie perfectly blends the Agatha Christie style mystery with mm -hmm. the teen horror conventions. <gasps> That's right. Well, I think it's a perfect amalgamation of those two concepts. You know all about the the young horror books. Yes, uh, yes. Authors such as R.L. Stein. Christopher Pike and Lois Duncan were the best-selling authors of my childhood because they also blended those two concepts. That's so cool. Yeah, they mixed the uh, Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys school of writing with the Friday the 13th script school of writing. Oh my goodness. She's auditioning for Boobaloo, I think. Right, I think you're right about that. And what did you call those types? <laughs> oh, pick from Ohio? Yes. <laughs> Porn picked from Ohio. Exactly. I believe, well, I, believe, I believe you actually said porn pluck. Oh, right, pluck. It's, they were porn plucked Ohio porn girls. Plucked Ohio girls. We called them PPOGs. Oh, my goodness. Well, it just seems like that's the type that, you know, they they want to make it in Hollywood. So they save up their high school job money and it just doesn't work out the way they thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Look at Bill. Now, check this out. I mean, Biff. I said Bill. <laughs> I was so excited. That does work out right here. Uh, okay, and to think that at one point in time, I didn't want to watch this movie because I mistakenly remembered Biff's character as being boring. Which he's the he's the best one. He is truly the best one in the whole movie. So I I am so pleasantly surprised, and um, we also need to point out that of course Crispin Glover was uh, starring in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Right. So we have a strong Back to the Future connection. Yes, we with do. With slash movies. Um, add that to the list. L look at how many future stars we've seen. We've, we've got Kevin Bacon, mm -hmm. right? We've got uh, George Alexander. Uh, oh, my God. That's right. Uh, Dang. Jason Alexander. Oh, George. <laughs> that's right. I started it by calling Biff Bill.
So George from Seinfeld. Yes, Jason Alexander, <laughs> aka George. Yeah, that's the best. You know why that's so fun is because uh, George Alexander is a name I grew up hearing. That's actually one of Dad's old buddies. Oh no way! Mm-hmm. That's cool. So we've got George from Seinfeld, Biff from Back to the Future, George McFly from Back to the Future. We've got Kevin freaking Bacon. Oh, George Clooney right? coming up. We've got George Clooney in another slasher we're going to cover soon. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Hanks. Coming, yeah. Coming oh, we, that's we right. Vanna White. Remember Vanna White? Oh, who could forget the illustrious Vanna White in her debut? Yeah. <laughs> Graduation day was amazing. That was really fun. And then also in Nightmare on Elm Street, we saw Johnny Depp. Oh, God, that's right. I almost forgot because he's just acting normal. Which is, I think it's really good for us to point out. People assume that these movies are, are full of nobodies. And that couldn't be further from the case. These movies are full of people who are highly ambitious mm -hmm. uh, in, in a, a few different ways, of course. Uh... Some of them turn into stellar actors. True. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Aniston is in something. Yeah, um, she's in Friday the 13th 3. Oh my god. That's so... <laughs> no, that's not her! We just thought it was her. I know! It's a dead ringer. It is, though. Oh, look how fun! See, there's already a bunch of pranks at the table. Yeah, and... they're, they're in full-blown full, full blown April Fool's. Whoa! Did you see Crazy Eyes at the head of the table? She's yeah. like... She's planning some something crazy, I can tell. I, I don't really trust her, do you? No, not at all. The way that she no. looked at Biff was a little bit insane and like, what is she planning? Exactly. Something's in store. Exactly. So, this scene, I'd like to put a little bit of focus on this scene because we see this in many slasher movies. This is a coming-of-age dining scene mm -hmm. where everyone is at the fork in the road of their life. Mm -hmm. And they're all having a discussion about what they want out of their future. We see this in so many movies. And oh this, is, this is very iconic because uh, they're all 17 and they're pretending to be adults. And that's really fun. <laughs> well, and the, the dinner scene, you know, it's... Very reminiscent of like an Ingmar Bergman, you know, their influences are clearly European. Clearly. And and the, <laughs> the classic dinner sequences, um, they lend an element of class. I think so. I mean, the slashers are known for their class, if nothing else. Truly. Truly, the epitome of class. <laughs> well, and speaking of class, a different kind of class, the, uh, Ginny's boyfriend is talking about, you know, maybe not being able to go on to what he planned because oh, of his grades. Oh. So that single-handedly changed the tone mm -hmm. of the dinner table discussion because everyone else was kind of on cloud nine. But this guy right, right. here... He didn't get into the school that he wanted to get into. No, he's he's bringing up real life. 
and he's not a trust fund kid like Muffy and, you know, or and Hal. Wave Boy. Yeah, Hal. Pretty much everyone else, right? I think so, actually. Yeah, everyone else at the table. But but then um, Ginny and what's-his-name are both, like, uh, they're the only normal people, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Porn Pluck is the new wave guy's girlfriend. That's right. And uh, Nerdy Two Shoes, who is toasting right now, who I would be with. Like, I'd be friends with her because she was reading poetry. So who do we oh, got? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> We've got so new that, wave. <laughs> that's the funny thing is that, like, there's always... There's always someone who is exponentially cooler than the yeah, rest. I know. So who who all do we have here? We've got Hal, who's the congressman, right? Let's let's give out nicknames because we both know we are not gonna remember these names. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> remember these names. So let's call Biff Biff. Biff is always obviously Biff. <laughs> yeah, and and let's call Hal Senator. Senator. Um, we've got nerdy two shoes, right? Nerdy two shoes. We've got porn pluck. Porn pluck. We've got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, should Muffy just be Muffy? Muffy will be Muffy because it's her. It's her house. And um, Ginny obviously is just going to be Ginny. Um, what did you? Oh, two bit bacon. Two bit bacon is her boyfriend. Yeah. Yes, that's the boyfriend. And uh, do we have anybody? Oh, Sting. Sting and Sting. Sting Sting is like the cyberpunk. Yes. Uh, you know, 1985 uh, thinks he's hip type okay. of dude. Okay. He's, if you, anyone has seen Pretty in Pink, I, I feel like he would be in Ducky's crowd, if you know Ducky. Exactly. And what I like about that is because we finally have a ducky where we've been calling um, preppy yacht boys Blaine, and Blaine is in Pretty in Pink. That's it. That's the connection. That's the connection because he's obviously, you know, the Blaine type is the trust fund yacht shoes boy. <laughs> yes, we've had a lot of those. We really have. Okay. Muffy's face was hilarious. How? Muffy is is uh, starting to actually freak me out, kind of. I, I know, right? What is her deal? Yeah. So so check it out. We've got uh, we got the senator here. I I really love these scenes that he's in. I oh, personally thought that this added so much to the movie because of how realistically it is spoofing the lifestyles of the future government dudes well and biff did that thing outside welcome to i'm the rich and famous or whatever he was doing that yeah <laughs> that voice <laughs> oh and and by the way um let's take into account that muffy assigned rooms to people on purpose that's right right and... so she put these she put these two dudes together but look at the room she gave the senator it it had it had a model of uh, the Christopher Columbus ship, the Nina, okay? Right. So he's he's walking around in his room smoking a cigar full of Americana memorabilia. 
Um, and then the two dudes, I don't know what's happening in there. They're the jokester crew. Biff right? and like Sting the are the jokesters. Biff and Sting. They're, they're joined at the hip. They're best buddies. They're so cute. And then Senator, oh my god, hanging up his blazer. <gasps> what's that? All right, we've got a news clipping of some terrible thing that happened. Huh. And now we've Whoa. got... What the heck is happening? So the plot definitely thickens. It obviously affected him. Like, he, he at least knew something about it, or it seemed to resonate. Some killed... Some woman killed in a car crash? Like... What was that? Oh. <laughs> um, that's the best. Some his, excellent comic his, relief. His cigar blew up in his face. <gasps> that was really fun. And it blew up in his face as he was in the middle of walking around the room rehearsing his political speeches. Look at what Muffy has done. She set up, you know, the faucet is spraying towards the person. Biff opens the, the cabinet and there's needles and what is like drugs what is happening why is she doing this to everybody things are escalating very quickly here as everyone is finding interesting things in their rooms i think this is such a fun way to go about it it's almost like clue like who who in which room with what ah okay exactly so this movie does have a very distinctive clue feel. Oh my god, the cat like clock. That was a cool clock. So, it all takes place in a mansion, which yep. only furthers that clue vibe. I love it. My question to you is, which character do you like to be when you play Clue? Oh. I don't know. Okay, well actually, let's I'm going to let you answer that in a minute because what's happening right now is it, it, it almost pushes the line. I know because that's I was like mesmerized. I was like, I just remembered what this was all about. And it does push the line for me. A baby crying on tape in Nerdy Two Shoes' closet. Yes, this is this is borderline totally uncool. It's so bad. It's so bad. Once you find out what it is, it's so bad. Yeah. So this is really, really morbid stuff here. So we got Nerdy Two Shoes. She's just chilling in her room, right? She's just, it's just another night. But then someone was playing baby sounds on a cassette recorder in her room. And clearly this was done on purpose. And if you look at her reaction, you can tell that those baby sounds strike a nerve. Oh, yeah. And Something I, and I think, happened. You know, all, all, all of us out there who, who are adults probably know to an extent what's happening here. That's so bad. And uh, I would say probably she had it the the worst in the sense of April Fool's because it ends up really not being funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's not cool at all. No, Muffy's that's insane. Not- that's what I'm saying. Like, she's crazy. So why... So why- why is this happening? We still don't know. But as of right now, we've got Muffy playing these interesting pranks on people, on her house guests. 
Mm -hmm. right and some of them let's let's look at the range we have here we have we have cigars blowing up on the absolute most innocent end of the spectrum Ugh. ranging all the way up <laughs> to baby sounds yikes recorder which which clearly traumatized the person who listened to them and if someone is traumatized by baby sounds yeah. that usually means only one thing that they've probably been through an abortion Right. I mean, that's what what we're doing here at April Fool's Day. Like, it's intense. So, yeah, as innocent as what's happening here with 2-Bit Bacon is every time he turns on or off a light on one side, it turns on a different light on the other side of the room. And pretty inappropriate use of thigh, I would say. Yes, very. And would you would you say that some people got it much better than others yeah like like he, he did right now that was not a bad that's a funny april fool's joke to me and also we're we're gonna have to point this out because uh this is extremely noteworthy why oh why did the coolest character get it the worst that's what i'm wondering excuse me movie that's not how these things are supposed to work hmm Hmm, hmm, hmm. That is not how these things are supposed to work. So you, you have these assholes that are yep. only getting mildly pranked, right? right? And then you have the one truly cool person there just yeah. who, who just got bullied like a 10 out of 10. Oh, absolutely. Well, and to me, that kind of underscores the reality of their social situation like uh -huh. she she you know became friends with muffy probably in the english class but she's not a trust fund kid like muffy's real friends exactly so she's not one of muffy's real friends no she's not in that social realm and therefore <laughs> she is subject to mm. harsher bullying yeah seriously that's very sad very sad I think so too, but it's also realistic. It is, it is. So, so how funny is that? Seeing that is upsetting, but at the same time, you have to give them respect. I know. Oh, look, it's porn plucked. I told you. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> some sort of acrobatics happening with them. <laughs> porn plucked and stink. And then, did you see what Biff just did? He made sure that his collar was popped. Uh, oh, that was spiffy. <laughs> and then he, his rolls out of the, the broken chairs, or the rigged chairs, are super funny. Yeah, that's the yuppie special, too. Like, when they when they pop the collar all the way up like that. Oh my god. They love doing that. So funny. Hey, do you recognize this staircase? Okay, I was going to say, is this the <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, that was the best fall ever. I know, I know that was so good. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to give that guy points for that fall down the stairs. Hey, who is this guy, by the way? Exactly, we need to give him a nickname. Who is he? Is he Muffy's cousin? Yes, he's the he's the jokester who who we first thought got stabbed and then it was it was a prank. Exactly. So he's he's the supreme jokester because yes. Biff and Sting are like the normal jokesters. Yeah. Right? But, but this guy is on his own level. But 
unlike Biff and Sting, and I think this is worth noting, he has a morbid undertone. Uh, yeah, he's Muffet's cousin. Yeah, so that might be why he jokes to that extent. I mean, these trust fund kids, I just don't know. But also, okay, so the staircase, was that FTT 3 or 2? FTT 2. So FTT2. yet another callback. Yep. Yet another callback. So we have the exact staircase from mm -hmm. the iconic scene in Friday the 13th Part 2 where the guy in the wheelchair oh, was uh, pushed down the stairs. And it was, you know, that, that was it was pretty bad. But that that's a, a legendary one. kill scene. It really so. was a good one. And that was Ginny's movie. So yeah, here we are again. We got we to gotta come up with a nickname for this guy and fast. Uh oh, I know. It's, hey, we're getting that feeling that things might not go his way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so while he's still in the movie... Um, oh, too late. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> let's, let's call him No Name. No Name. All right. So there goes, there goes No Name. There goes No Name. Aw. And by the way, uh, we could do an entire episode on the idea of No Name. Yes, I we know. we had these in so many movies and, and it's not our fault by the way you know if if people are thinking oh you know they just don't remember these people's names it's it's not like that these people fail to distinguish themselves that's what i'm saying or they yeah. look but sometimes it's a casting thing i will say yeah. ftt3 that was something i really wish that they had thought about that all the girls look exactly the same Exactly, exactly. And that is one of the worst mistakes that a slasher movie can make. I know, you gotta distinguish. You have to distinguish. And, and <gasps> so the movies, the movies that we remember and love have distinguishable characters. All of our favorite movies, your your favorite certainly does. Um, yeah, it does. You know, I mean, Please. that's what makes a movie a 10. Oh my goodness, Muffy. See, this is why I love this so much. What is she doing? Why is she looking like she's just escaped Sing Sing or whatever, <laughs> whatever, like, <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> that would fit? <laughs> yes. She's not, not Bugsy from the 30s, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love what you're doing with that. I love it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That she's yes. escaped from somewhere and she was all like triggered by something and she was jumpy and she looked... She's completely insane. Yeah, like what is going on with her? Oh, look yeah. at Nerdy Two Shoes. See, Nerdy I was there. Yeah, she's out there chilling with her books and then um, Biff and Sting are continuing their very fascinating dynamic. Um, okay, now what is Muffy doing? For goodness sake, she looks insane, and I love it. See? Aw, Nerdy Two-Shoes is like... I hope oh. she's the final girl. I don't know. That'd be really... I don't know if they could do that to Ginny. I mean... We... This is a tough one for me, because Nerdy Two-Shoes Nerdy Two -shoes is so cool... But Ginny is Ginny, right? Ginny's, Ginny but, is 
Ginny with a chainsaw. There's for me, there's no other. There she is too. Gosh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. This woman right here, she absolutely killed it, literally, and it was it was her film. And I just, I think she just has that presence uh, on screen that right? you know the the porn plucks don't have, but they want to have. Absolutely, she has the it factor. Yes. She has actual charisma. There's a very <laughs> big difference between charisma and sex appeal. Oh, absolutely. Those are, those are two different things. And millions of people have sex appeal, but only a few people have raw charisma. And, and I think, so, yeah, like absolutely. So we're all about the charisma. And that's where some of these movies start to, not this one, but some in any genre can go terribly wrong when they go for one without the charisma it's exactly it's Aunt all Jeff. about the casting choice mm -hmm. truly when you're when you're casting for a slasher movie especially go for charisma yeah seriously sex appeal is a dime a dozen seriously if if you don't have charisma though then things can go south and if all <laughs> you have is sex appeal then the only place it can go is south okay Okay, so, like they will go. go back to Ohio. <laughs> we'll send them on a bus, right? <laughs> Can you picture our our business where we bust them back to Ohio? Oh I'm picturing uh, you because we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna let you do the dirty work where you just pick them up and throw them. Which you the know, bus. that's what I would do. I know. Whoa! I'll just do the paperwork. The paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that is so creepy. See, I think that the the special effects are really interesting um, in this movie. Like, we have some fascinating kill scenes. And they yeah. all kind of harken back to other movies that we've seen. Lots of product placement happening here, too. We've got everything from Budweiser beer. We've got New Balance sneakers. Oh, yeah. Being featured prominently, we've got uh, Dijon mustard. Oh yeah, you, you and the Dijon. I know. I am a I am a bona fide mustard man. <laughs> I am hey, a mustard man. so you would be mustard? You'd be Colonel Mustard in Clue. Yes, I've always been Colonel Mustard because I love mustard. I'm Professor Plum. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> and both mustard and plums are things that we grew up around. It's very true. Because our dad loves mustard and plums. Yay! So how about that? Hey, Dad. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, I hope hope that they caught their shout-out in Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Um, okay, why does Muffy have a basket? Like, she's Little Red Riding Hood from the Bizarro world? You, you know, I've got my eye on Muffy, to be honest. <laughs> right? What is she she's, carrying? She's getting a little, little too weird for me at this point. What's going on right now? Well, she's washing rocks, like, in a basket? <laughs> yeah, she's also changed her style. Her whole style is, is completely different. Think of her at the head of the table from that first night. She's all dressed up and now? Um. Uh -oh. Yeah. Uh oh. 
what? Look at this confrontation. This confrontation. Oh, snap. See? Oh, see the preppies. Ooh, can't trust the preppies. Okay, so Nerdy Two Shoes is going off on her. <gasps> and is that but the senator? something extremely important just happened. <laughs> yeah, the senator knows. Wow, the plot just thickened. You know what? Who threw some cornstarch into the plot? Okay. Ohio. <laughs> Thick. Yes, it was Ohio. And With all of their corn. <laughs> <laughs> the senator was, was somehow triggered by the exchange that just took place as he overheard the interaction between Muffy and Nerdy Two-Shoes. But why was he triggered, you know? So why was he even listening? And by the way, why did Muffy sincerely look like she didn't know what exactly. was going on? And I can't wait to talk about that because that that makes things even deeper. Seriously. <laughs> so, so, so Nerdy Two-Shoes is connected to this group. Yeah, but not in like the most cheery of ways not not in a way that will ultimately be productive nope oh my goodness see biff went out alone into the woods i mean come on what do you think's gonna happen like uh -oh. music is starting out uh-oh machete <laughs> uh-oh machete oh oh snap see listen to this music though it's really good Whoa, the synthesizer. Yeah, this is great stuff. So, a venomous snake on the ground, but that wasn't the true uh -oh. Boots! Here comes some boots and a human being, and uh -oh. apparently Biff just got killed. Okay, so that makes two or three. Uh -huh. Manure doesn't look so bad, does it now? Buddy? Oh, I love Back to the Future. Hopefully people are catching these references. But isn't it damage was like <laughs> was the damage three hundred bucks or five hundred bucks? Oh, three hundred bucks damage to my car. I love oh everybody's seen yeah. Back to the Future, and if you haven't, go watch it right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's one of the greatest movies of all that time. Butthead costs three hundred bucks damage to my car. Okay, speaking of Back to the Future, people, can we talk about Doc in who framed Roger Rabbit for just a second. Ooh, excellent, excellent film, excellent role. Because I just watched that uh, Jessica Rabbit song scene, you know? Oh, the, you did? Oh, it's like the best song ever. Why don't you do right? Yeah, yeah. it's so good. The musicians are so good. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, originally, the classic... Peggy Lee song, Why Don't You Do Right? <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. And so sometimes I'll just, you know, just gotta pop that on. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I think that'd be such a fun uh, final girl like theme song. It would. It would. I, I would like to point out Ginny's tie. Um, tie and collar, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so is that a caller ID? Let's get a caller ID on that. 
I think so, that's what Tuba Bacon's doing. He's he's getting an idea on the go. Yeah, that's what he was just doing. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is this inception? Nice. <laughs> so whenever we see a caller, we think to ourselves as responsible viewers of slasher movies that this must be the final girl. And it's Ginny, so that's a hint. So how about that? How about that? Could she do it twice? Ooh, let's see. Okay, yeah, Muffy. Well, look at Muffy's collar, first of all. <laughs> Dang. Oh, my God. Muffy has the origami collar. She really does. She's an origami mommy. Oh, my God. You could fold that into a goose. <laughs> and... <laughs> into a gander. Yay! Oh. <laughs> now take a gander at this. So the two people that just walked through, who are they? That was uh, Senator. Yep. Right? Senator and Nerdy Two Shoes. Nerdy Two Shoes. See, what are they doing? Yeah, they're hanging out a lot these days. Um, Muffy? <laughs> is not okay. Muffy's nuts. So I, I have a serious question. Other than a goose. Oh no. What would you fold her collar into? A duck. A duck. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Do you know what I'd fold it into? What? A buffalo. Oh my God. That's so <laughs> silly. Oh. Wait a second. We need to also keep in mind who has potato potato head hair. Yeah, um I think two bit bacon is the best contender so far. I know, I do too. Because he has the marshmallow thing. The puff? Yep, it's the puff. I don't know how they even achieved that. You know that eighties puff I thing? I do not know. Uh, is it hairspray? But it's not stuck massive blow drying too i know it's it's in the wind yeah it's something in the wind <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh and by the way oh. this wasn't giddy two shoes no this shoes. this is porn pluck this is porn pluck you <laughs> see i'm already confusing the people and i know in, in this instance look how legit this is tell me she doesn't look like nerdy two shoes I mean, a little, yes, but the way she's dressed, no. And I think that's, that's why... the yeah. giveaway. I think I that's the giveaway because it, if they exchanged clothing... <laughs> they would look the same. They would look the same. I know. So we, we, we like to point this stuff out because slasher movies really shot themselves in the foot sometimes. I know. By, by casting these people who are, like, alarmingly similar in looks... Right? It's like they get as many blondes as they can and throw them in the well. And this was the, uh, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> this, this is one of the main criticisms, too, of these movies at the time. Mm. It, it's like the critics were completely unable to distinguish anyone. <laughs> That's so funny, though. We're a little bit hipper than them, but even we have have problems distinguishing them sometimes. I think FTT3 was our worst one. It was so funny. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my god, it's Biff's head. 
Dang. Okay. Oh, and it's no name. Oh, come on, Hal. Go, go get your scooter. Yeah. <laughs> help her out of that well. Now, if you're gonna be a, if you're gonna be a senator, I know, right? Just, uh, you can't just take a take a woman out and uh, <laughs> let her drown and come back. You can't leave her in a well. Hmm. Wait, who the heck so, was that? Yeah. Wait a second. Who just appeared in the water? Was that that was Nerdy Two Shoes? Oh my goodness! Off screen. Yeah. So, off screen. So that makes four. <gasps> oh my god. Whew. So, all right, we're at four now, correct? So I we're either at three or four. Depending on that first um, boat accident. Ooh, that's right. Ooh, Sting is not looking so good. I can't stand him. Is that just me? No, it's his attitude. I don't like him either. Yeah, I, I just don't like him. I mean, he, he's not cool enough to justify this kind of swagger. No, because he... He's trying to be new wave, but he's a preppy. Yeah, that doesn't fly. Like he's trying to be all punk Sorry. with his trust fund. Yeah, that just that just does not <laughs> fly. You better call Howard Hughes. Ooh. Tell him the project is off, Pally. That does not fly. Okay, no oh, aviation here. My goodness. That is hilarious. Okay, call the Wright brothers. Yay! This guy's the wrong brother. This is uh <gasps> Sting right here. We don't like him. We don't like his trench coat. We don't no. like his V-neck. We don't like his spiky hair. No, because he's he's so clearly a poser. Like he's he, a poser. He wants to be cool, and he's that's not what this he is. Crowd. His entire thing, like everything, his style, his mannerisms, everything mm -hmm. he's doing is the epitome of trying too hard. Mm-hmm. God, Muffy looks weird. Yeah, she does. What is what is she doing? Wait. So what just happened? Someone's at the hospital. But they're saying how could that be because he was here? All right. Let's talk about pre-activation. <gasps> pre-activation. We we are in a classic phase of the slasher movie right now called pre-activation where all of the characters involved sort of know that something's wrong mm -hmm. and they haven't seen any actual bodies yet except for one of them the senator mm, but that's right they all kind of realize that something's not right and they might be in danger. So, Ginny, still looking like our girl. Um, Pornplug's still around, though. And then, of course, there's Muffy. So, how many are left? Muffy, Pornplug. Uh... The order is, is throwing me off on this. I know. Because, yeah, this is, like, pretty not typical here. That's very interesting, but it follows convention in like, oh, he went off alone. He went into yeah. the woods. 
You know, it was, he stepped up. Whoa. Um. Oh, creepy children. Yes. One of my favorite songs. <laughs> well, look at her. You, why don't you be that for Halloween? Oh my God, I should. I know. Nobody would know. Nobody would know except me. And I would just, I would just talk like that. Uh, uh, oh, actually, you know who would know? You could go to Spain. Oh. You could go to Canada. That's right. You could go to Sweden. That's you right. You could go to Brazil and you could go to Virginia. Oh, of course, Virginia, though. Virginia, yeah. our number one state for downloads. Thanks, Virginia. Thanks, Virginia. And who did you say oh. it was, our, was our newest uh, listener? So thank you so much, whoever is out there from France. We just saw you today. Very, very yes. cool. That's right. That's right. So we have a new listener from France. Much love to you. Um, and oui, oui. I just have to say that it is incredible that Slashers and Suits is somehow making its way around the world. <laughs> it's really, How fun is that? It's really, really, really interesting to see which movies slash episodes, you know, are downloaded in which country. Right. And I love, I love the difference in, uh, you know, from East Coast to West Coast, what everybody's watching super super fun and we're nowhere near done yet so oh we've only just begun and i just think it's so cool i'm humbled by the amount of support that we've gotten absolutely and so early in the game i know it's so incredible with that on our part that means that we have to deliver and i promise we will Okay, so what the heck did the senator was like, did you see how casually he tossed that out? Uh, something about an abortion. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So the conversation's getting a little awkward at this point. So I wonder, are they saying, are they accusing each other? Or no, so they're accusing each other of the practical jokes, but now they're getting into what has been left personally in each room. So what were those news clippings about in the senator's room? Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. some, of, some of this is like so cryptic. I know, I love it. And they're, they're really wondering if Muffy is behind this. So we, here we have a classic pre-activation scene. This is kind of, it, it, it's one of those iconic things. It's kind of like the dinner scene. We see these in a lot of these films. We have all of our players who are still alive in the room and they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And here comes Muffy. She's psycho. I'm going upstairs. My goodness. Wow. Um, okay, Muffy, bye. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a zombie. Dang, she really is crazy. Wow. So they're, they pretty much know she's behind it. They, they do. So, so now we all suspect Muffy, but at the same time, we're like, well, 
why is she killing our friends? Yeah, and that's what Ginny was saying. Like, hey, what about our whole talk about friendship and loyalty? Like That just happened last night. Yeah, like, let's not accuse anybody because Muffy's clearly going through some things. So, well, the constable. They have constables over there. Wow, for real, that's incredible. So perhaps they are on a Vancouver Island. Wow. I love it. Which would make perfect sense. I, okay, we're going to put that in show notes. We'll figure that out. Show notes. And uh, are you are you still standing by the goose? Would you? Yes. If you could fold her collar into anything, it would be a goose. I think it'd be a goose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> At first, I went buffalo, but do you mind if I change mine? I will allow that. I'd like to fold it into an aardvark. What? This is the most random thing I've ever heard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to challenge myself. Oh, think outside the box. Yes. Outside the collar, as it were. <laughs> exactly. I want to push the limits of the collar ID. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, you know what? I might say Muffy right now is a contender for potato head hair she sure is and, <laughs> and even though sting should be we're gonna eliminate him oh yeah veto he doesn't get to receive any awards no screw sting <laughs> sting sting is banned from all slashers and suits awards my god he's he's out of all the runnings yep because he sucks because he has a vest on over the Over V-neck. And, and by the way, those pants are called Zubaz. Um, what? Zubaz. Z-U-B-A-Z. So Zubaz pants were popularized by weightlifters and professional wrestlers because oh. they could work out and the pants would just flow. Oh my god, that's right? so funny. But then they became unexpectedly popular. <laughs> and everyone was wearing Zubaz all of a sudden. Zubaz. Zubaz. Wait, are you getting Zubaz pants? You think I should? I think you should. If you dress up as Muffy, I will. <gasps> oh my god, how funny would that be if you then dressed up as Sting after all <laughs> after all of this? You okay. know what? I'd be game. I mean Are you would do it, I know. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't mind that at all. I think that'd be fun. Because I have actually not worn a pair of Zubaz in 30 years. That'd be so fun. However, okay. when I was in fourth grade, it yeah. was Zubaz every day. I bet it was. Every day. And, and also, there was a West Coast version of Zubaz that was made by a company called Billabong. Oh my god, I know! Yeah. And they increased Billabong. like the radical... Hot pink, hot yellow, hot green. <gasps> Radical. Colors. And so that's what I would wear. Oh, so fun. Oh, heck yeah. Now I want some. Wanna be radical. Yeah. And so like all of a sudden you'd be wearing these pants to school and they would have like a lot of uh, airflow and Ooh. lightning bolts on Ooh. them. Like a bolt of lightning. Oh my God. Um, A bolt of lightning. A bolt of lightning. But this is the worst kill 
<laughs> I know. This kill is is very difficult for me to watch. Oh my god, that was so good though. Oh my god. Whoops. Okay, so someone chopped off his pecker. Uh oh. And that's pretty much that. What else do you say about that? So obviously oh, that was no. gonna be an off-screen kill. Yeah. But top five. Yeah, I mean it's uh it it, it was very highly effective. <laughs> when we go for effective kills, by the way, what we're talking about is the visceral quality. Totally. How visceral is this kill? In other words, when you see this happening, do you cringe and do you say, oh my God, that would hurt? That's a good kill. It is a good kill. Yeah. Oh, more beautiful scenery. I love where they are. And? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, can we just say, what the heck was Pornplucks, like, secret that had all of that S&M masks and stuff? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So she, she has a very interesting past. <laughs> Apparently. Was probably employed as a dominatrix at some point, uh, and or just got her kicks out of being a sadomasochist. And so for Biff, with all of the the needles, like what was she implying there? Aha! Uh -huh. Biff used to have a heroin addiction. So it's really dark. This is extremely dark. So what's happened here is that Muffy has used the private information that she has on her friends. Yep. to really mess with them really bad. Like, she's making them confront their vices and their past mistakes. Oof. Oh, my goodness. Look. Okay, this is so bad. It's in the well. Uh-oh. Hey, remember what you said a while ago? I don't want to let the audience forget what you said a while ago because we're going to bring this back in a lot of future episodes. What? You said, throw another blonde in the well. Oh, <laughs> that's that's like a hashtag. Oh no! Hashtag what? throw another bond in the well. Right? I mean, that's kind of what they were doing. Oh, I I love it. Your uh, your sporadic brutality <laughs> terrible. is quite enjoyable to me. So, oops. Throw another blonde in the well. Oh God! But it's... not this blonde because this blonde oh, it's is Ginny. And she's got a tie. She's the final girl, officially, though. She's got a tie. For another tie-in, by the way. Nice. To Friday the 13th, part two. Uh, she is still alive. We're, we're, we're in the final stretch here. You know, she's kind of like using her brain. Um, uh, yeah. She's not Courage. quite any. I just, I do want no. to say that. No, no, no. no, 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 no she's not. to give Ginny the proper legend status which she has yeah this yeah. this is not that character but she's still the final girl right now and yes. what i love the the clues that you get you know the collar but also the tie like she's this awesome girl but she's kind of doing this androgynous thing that also leads up to her being a final girl very powerful 
you know, very adept and like autonomous. And and please go listen to the Friday the 13th part two episode. Oh yeah, because there's no beating Ginny. Yeah. But I, I do love that play of always incorporating the masculine and the feminine in the final girl. Right. When she be when she becomes activated and faces uh-huh. the killer. It's so cool. Whoa. Yeah, so and by the way, we're still kind of wondering who's gonna activate. That's I know, right? why I love this movie so much because there's a nice chunk of time between pre-activation and activation. Yeah, it's, I mean, is it going to be too bit bacon? Because we, we, we had an entire group pre-activate together. This does not often happen. Oh my God. It's See, not, you know, this is going to be the norm when we start getting into the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Ooh. We're, we're going to have an entire group of people pre-activate together. In oh, it's so cool. That's going to be fun to talk about. I love the friend dynamic. Oh, I love that too. Yeah, we're going to we're going to have a lot of fun with those movies for sure. Okay, but now so I need uh, you know, what there's Senator he's, uh, No, he's that's not Senator. Oh, that's Senator, yeah. Yeah, the one who just got killed. Yes. And Tubit Bacon with his potato head hair. Tubit Bacon. With <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, how can he not win? Uh, we'll see. I mean, so well, okay. I'm still trying to think if he wins or if Muffy wins. Hmm, that's a good one. I think I might actually choose Muffy. Really, I think so. I'm not gonna tell you who, but I already know who my golden machete award is gonna go to really yeah i'm i'm completely decided on that (sighs) uh hmm oh my gosh i don't know wait should we play who would you be with (laughs) oh we're definitely gonna have to that's so funny yeah we're gonna have to i mean the criteria we use is are there enough emails of of different personality types in order to play it right yeah yeah and so like the first question is did did we check that box with this movie i think so okay because (laughs) (laughs) because i think if there are at least like two different Uh, personalities yeah (laughs) you can still you can still play it's fun. Yeah. It's only it's only not fun when they're all the same. Oh, I know. Then it's just ridiculous. You this see, there's true. so many reasons why it would be a good idea to cast, you know, cast these movies correctly. Right? Bring different personalities. Oh, my goodness. So we're learning that Muffy was in an institution for three years. Uh-oh. What's happening? And why is that not surprising? Uh, no, it's not surprising at all. Because, <laughs> clearly. Uh-oh, the doors have been closed. Hey, that looks like, um, House on Sorority Row window. 
Yeah, hey. so, much, so much of this stuff is like super familiar. Wait a second, is that this house? It probably is, to be honest. I honestly wonder if it is. And then uh, we've got the stairs. Oh, we have to look that up and put it in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, those stairs, those stairs are legendary. Okay, Muffy did that on purpose. At the very, very beginning, she opened that window and put something in there so yeah. that whoever was left would see all the doors are locked, but the window's mm -hmm. open. So she's definitely trying to give them clues to something. Now, there's a trail of blood on the ground, and I don't know whose it is. I don't remember who's left except for Muffy. It's just Muffy. Is it really just Muffy and, yeah. and then Ginny and 2-Bit Bacon? Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right, so everyone else is dead. So we've got our final couple, essentially, at least as of right now, since they're both still alive. <gasps> Muffy's clothes are in the furnace. Hmm, but why would she want to burn her clothes? That's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, the boiler room. Oh my God, it's another boiler room. I'm telling you. What is the deal with <laughs> boiler rooms? <gasps> What's this? Muffy and Buffy? Oh, heck yeah. Excuse me. Um, Muffy and twin sister Buffy. Oh my goodness. So it wasn't Muffy, it was Buffy. But where's Muffy? <gasps> that that painting with that the arms? Really good. <laughs> I hate it. So, so there's creepy. Muffy, there's Muffy and Buffy now. Yep. This is quite a revelation. Well, but Muffy's clothes were burned. So the children in the picture that Ginny saw earlier were two little girls. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh, it's Muffy! Um, I'd like to draw some attention to the violins in the soundtrack, by the yeah, way. Yeah, really, really good. It was Muffy! And Buffy is outside. So, uh, a lot of this is happening the way it is because uh, this is a Frank Mancuso Jr. production. Um, oh, this is so cool. A, a Friday the 13th veteran making sure that <gasps> this movie has Friday the 13th swagger. Oh, it does, too. Activated! We're suckers for that. So, yes. Activation is now. Two people have been activated, by the way. So we have a couple yeah. who officially know that there's a killer on the loose. And they're trying to defend themselves right now. They're activated. Oh, there's Buffy. Uh-oh. Oh my god, this is so crazy. So Muffy and Ginny. <gasps> oh, she looks so insane. Oh, hey, in um, FTT2, Ginny also had a boyfriend. Correct. So Correct. a final couple. And I still wonder if that was a dream at the end. Aha. Uh -huh. So we could do a whole episode on that, by the way. I know. We really should because to me it has some of that feeling of a dream sequence like Nightmare on Elm Street ending does. 
Oh, totally. I, I think that's where it came from. To, to be honest, I, I nice. think that uh, the Friday the 13th blending of reality, you know, and and sort of the supernatural world or the dream states or this <gasps> this this fleeting uh, heightened reality that they exist in sometimes. This is great stuff. Oh, here we go. Buffy. Oh, Buffy, the April Fool Slayer. What is going on here? Oh, what? April Fools. April Fools. <laughs> gotcha. Oh my God. Gotcha. This is insane. This is my favorite thing ever. This is so crazy. What is he doing? They're not even, okay. Look at Senator just drinking. Oh my God. What are they even doing? They're not talking, but they're pretending to talk. <gasps> I love it. Oh, this is so crazy. It was a fake knife. <gasps> ah! That's so cool. Oh, so crazy. Oh, she's so mad. Oh, <laughs> Oh no! Oh, poor two-bit bacon trapped in the closet. Dang, oh. he didn't even know. He didn't even know. Oh no! Oh, he... Wow. Oh, he's... <laughs> God, you know what would be crazy is a sequel where wow. two-bit bacon is so traumatized by this that he becomes, like, the actual killer. Oh, he's the killer. Yeah. yeah. Right? I would see that. Yeah. I could see the whole thing right now. But, oh. but they, he has to have a twin. Yes, of course. He has a twin. And he still has this thing on his face. Oh, yes, he does. And his twin oh. has it on the other side. Oh, my God. What is even happening? Look at this. So oh. it's, safe, it's safe to say that they got pranked. <laughs> they got pranked the hardest got... anybody's ever been pranked before. Wow. Oh. Wow. Look at Muffy. All right, now we get the explanation. For being such good sports. God, what an insane thing to do. Yeah. Look what she put them through. Would you forgive her? No. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be I'd be pretty upset after that. I'd be pretty upset, but I think it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, if she could pull it off. You know, no harm, no foul. That's what I mean. If there's like, if there's no harm done, then I probably would get over it. Right. But it's crazy to do. Okay, so she's talking about... So here's the other thing. Adding to kind of the darkness of this. Right. Did her parents die? Yes. So this is insane, right? Like, yes. she's inheriting the house, and she's kind of... I think she's kind of gone a little bit insane because of that, and talking about turning it into a whodunit right. experience so, for B&Bers. Basically, her parents died. Her uncle and aunt currently have control of the house. They are passing it on to her, but there's a caveat. Mm -hmm. She needs to prove that she can keep it up right. and maintain it. And 
And so she was trying to think, well, how can I maintain this mansion? And the idea she came up with is to turn it into a tourist attraction where people can sail over to the mansion and have a whodunit murder mystery experience. Which is very uh, early slasher Canada whodunit. Like, what a nice callback. Exactly. So this this was a full-blown whodunit. Even though we knew it was Muffy, we were confused the entire time about what was going on. Uh, yeah, why did she turn insane? Was there a Buffy? Okay, so the twin was in an institution. Um, what the heck's going on? <laughs> oh, but they had the crazy Ralph. They had... Uh, oh, by the look way, at, look at look at him though. Look at that I heart of gold. Do you see that heart of gold? I do. Coming out of his chest. And wow. No name is Muffy's brother, by the way. Okay. The trickster. So now, let us all focus on the screen right now for something profound as mm -hmm. we wheel out the champagne and we get ready to party. We are making a toast. Now, what are we making a toast to? Well, in the movie, we're making a toast to Muffy's inheritance, which is now solidified. But what we're actually making a toast to in real life is the slasher genre. Because if this had been the end, I would be okay with it. Yes, it is extremely important to note this scene happened because they are toasting to the end of the slasher movie from 1980 to 1986. April Fool's Day is Ooh. attempting to tell us that it was a really good ride. We had a lot of fun, but now it's all over. The slasher movie is done. <laughs> Yeah, because Jason died, uh, Michael's nowhere to be seen. I mean, they've they've gone as far as the slasher genre can go because now it's this body count. By the way, Jason wasn't even Jason in the last Friday the 13th. Now yeah. they can be like, let's send this out with a bang yeah. and party. But dun, 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 the slasher oh. genre is not over, folks. It's not even close. Over. They, <laughs> they didn't but, know. But imagine this, though. Imagine with with our love for slasher movies, if we had been of of the age to be at the movie theater in 1986 when this came out, we oh. we would have been convinced that slashers were done. Absolutely. And I honestly think you can look at it as an end of an era. We will be talking about slashers, we'll be watching slashers that are different from now on. Yes. Um, Very much. Muffy, Very what much. are you doing? This movie is the end of an era. When they were dancing around the room right now, they were breaking the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's kind of difficult to wrap our heads around it, but it's very important that everyone understands. The intention of this movie was to celebrate the life and times of the slasher movie and, and also to make a subtle statement like, Okay, guys, let's not make any more of these. Like, you we know. now we all know what's up. We all know the conventions. However, the 80s party was just starting. My era's coming on with 
a lot of like the Madonna influence. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some fun times. So, yeah. And oh, and definitely if anyone has seen Scream, you will have seen lots of uh, throwbacks that they put in Scream to this movie. Yes. This movie was one of Scream's biggest influences. I mean, from the very beginning with the video, you can tell. It's it's the self-referential nature, the way that they intellectually break the, the fourth wall, whichever wall. And the second and the first. Yeah. Okay, any time. I swear these are the creepiest things. Why, ugh. Why are they presents? Hey, what? another one of these. Jack in the Boxing. And is she crazy? I mean, yeah. a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. To, to do any of this. And also, what is happening right now? <laughs> Why is she scared of it after everything that she's just done? Uh oh, plot twist. Oh my god. Fake out. Fake knife. Fake. Fake blood. What? April Fool. Ah, Heck ah, yeah. Ah. <gasps> what? She looked at the camera. Oh my god, they winked! It winked. The little jack in the box and winked. There's, Just like in House of Sorority Row. So much to unpack. <gasps> okay, wait. The best song ever is starting right now. Yeah. Okay, what is this? Um, why is this the best song right after April Fool's Day? Because it is so incredibly good, and I think it's called Too Bad That You're Crazy. <laughs> Too bad you're crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good. Excellent. Too bad you're wacko. <laughs> Was it mom and daddy? <laughs> Too oh. bad you're loco. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. You're crazy. They decided that the appropriate <laughs> theme song to a slasher movie was going to be a vaudeville routine. <laughs> it's a vaudeville routine with a with a with a jazz singer who is singing with a 1930s gangster movie in the play. <laughs> yes. What is going on? This is great stuff. Oh, this is my favorite song. But why why is it perfectly appropriate? Because this is April Fool's Day. I'm a little bit crazy. Just a little bit crazy myself. Wow. <laughs> Yay! That's fun. This is incredible. So I don't know why, but I love singing that song. I know what. Somehow, I just, I jump right into the circus when I sing that song. Yes, I just, I just visualized that. You just dove in. I, yeah, completely. It's, <laughs> it's okay. just, I sell peanuts. <laughs> this song is called Too Bad You're Crazy, music and lyrics by Charles Bernstein. Okay. Woo-hoo. Oh my god, one of the performers is named Angie. 
Oh, that's perfect. Yay! See, look at this small cast. I like it. This uh, is beautiful. And yes, uh, filmed in Canada. So okay. another A+. Plus. All right. So I'm just going to say woohoo. Definitely woohoo. Because okay. what the heck just happened is what I want to know. I think what just happened is not only did we watch another incredible film, not good. only did we have a ton of fun once again, Right. not only do we still love slashes more than ever, but we've also dipped our toe into the realm of parody. Oh, which... I love. Not for everybody. Definitely for me, though. And that's true. It is not for everybody. It is not for everybody. But no, it's not. if you happen to to love slashers so much mm-hmm. that you can kind of buckle your seatbelt here and go on this ride of tongue-in-cheek, you know, lovingly roasting them, <laughs> then welcome to our world people because there are loving roasts and then there are other movies who try to make fun of slashers in a very negative way i know i was gonna say this is the best way this is so much fun it's thoughtful it's witty it 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 actually takes the conventions even when you're poking fun at something you're clearly having a good time you're you're laughing with it and not at it yes so we sometimes talk about the difference between a parody, satire, mm-hmm. and a farce. Mm-hmm. Right? And, oh, let's add another one. A send-off. A send-off. Like, this is why the English language is so fun. Because the terms that we just listed are incredibly similar, but at the same time, the differences are what are going to help us here. Yeah, and exactly. We could, we could do an entire episode on that but it all comes down to intentions okay see and that is huge here especially with a movie like this where it's attempting to not only you know pay respect to something but also bring to light some of the some of the things that are actually funny about what it's become exactly not only not only did this movie understand slashers, but this movie loved slashers. Um, I love slashers. And you love slashers. I certainly do. I certainly do. And you know what? I love this movie. Oh, I'm so excited because, okay, so it's a send-off, it's parody. It's everything perfect because the Muffy Buffy thing not only is spoofing like we saw at the beginning flashback with the happy birthday sign happy birthday to me when we thought it was twins um we thought it was like the evil twin going on and which also pokes fun at a movie that we will also cover the initiation which hey sue i'm trading okay if we watch the initiation i'm trading that for shopping mall at some point oh oh, wow (laughs) Well, so I've got to deal with the devil. Right? Wow. <laughs> but, so the twin thing happening there 
And but I love that because see, this is what I'm talking about when it's even um, 1986. But we there are some elements that go back to like 1981 with yes. plots and character development, the weird stories that were personal to each character's lives that we don't necessarily really get to know the full story. It's still incredibly interesting. Like the, yes. the care taken. Yes. It, as it, you know what, as a standalone film completely on its own, mm -hmm. even if this movie were not doing its highbrow thing, and if I were to take it at surface value, I would still love it. I would exactly. still love it. They, they could have done a, a slightly different ending, and then they could have played it straight. I know. That's what I'm saying. It could have been. It was that by the book mm -hmm. that it could have been a cool slasher, and I still would have really liked it because I think it would have just been another one in the line, but the fact that it was an April Fool's joke. And, by the way, which took me a few years to come around and, and not feel like the trick, you know, was at me personally, I, I started to just love this movie. Yeah, I started to do the same. This movie had to grow on me. Yeah. I was like, how dare you? How dare you? Exactly. Exactly. I thought the same thing because... Back in the days, as slasher fans, it was not as easy as it is today. No. Oh, oh. today, we're allowed to be fans of whatever we want. Right. Which is great. But back in the day, if you loved slasher movies, you had to constantly defend your love for them. Yeah, and now it's, you know, there are tons of groups and fan clubs and everything. Yeah, so we've made a lot of progress in in that realm, and uh, we're a part of that, and we're very happy to be a part of that. And what's really fun, I mean, you can see, even if you're watching on Amazon, um, the ratings, it's one of the highest rated that we've, that we've watched so far. It seems like so many people are in on the fun of this movie. It's got an average of four and a half out of five stars. I mean, come on. With hundreds yeah. of people rating. It's so cool. I just think that's so fun because it really shows the dedication. You have know, the, the screenwriters and the directors. Like, they weren't trying to just make a B movie. They were trying to make something really long-lasting, and I think that they did. And for me, you have Ginny. You've got Biff. You've got yeah. psycho Muffy Buffy, who I think is actually insane. <laughs> yeah. um, you got Porn Pluck and Nerdy Two Shoes and Two Bit Bacon slash Potato Head. I mean, it's a fun time. I think what a full suite. It's a full suite. Oh, okay. So can we play? Who would you be with? I think we should. I think we should. I, I was wondering if yeah. that was something we should do because. It's the most fun when we have a nice spread of personalities. Yeah. I think we have enough here. So let's go ahead and do it. Who would I be with? Yep. Who should I be with? Who yep. would I like and who would like me? And then also all of the 20 others that you want to elaborate on. <laughs> so here's what's happening. <laughs> Muffy 
would like you. (laughs) (laughs) You would like Ginny. Oh, that's right. And I think (laughs) you should be with Nerdy Two-Shoes, but Porn Pluck (laughs) would lead you astray. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, I wish it wasn't true. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. I wish it wasn't true. I'm having a moment of (laughs) self-reflection. Wow. Oh, my God. That one hits hard. (laughs) i bet bet. (laughs) wow so that's that's definitely the most poignant rendition (laughs) of who would i be with to date uh and i do mean to date okay so So that that was a that was a 10 out of 10 version of who would i be with oh my god as usual you are spot on on all <laughs> counts. <laughs> on all counts. Uh, so Muffy would like me, and that would be an awkward situation. Um, yeah. Right, because it's just a paradox, and it doesn't make sense. Yep. And I would absolutely like Jenny. Yeah. Because she's a cool chick, and I'm a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, like it's so, yeah, exactly. It's a match. It's that simple. Yeah. Right. And, uh, gosh darn it, if porn pluck wouldn't lead me astray. <laughs> See? Because she would. I know. Now, <laughs> who was the other one you said? And you should, yeah, because you should, because this is, this is the funny thing. Like, it wouldn't, but you should be with Nerdy Two-Shoes. Oh, wait, was that Freudian that I skipped? I see. Did I be That's what I'm saying, because porn plug led you astray. Oh, my God. What is this, Inception? See? Wow, so porn plug actually led me astray within our conversation. I know, I know. That is incredible. I told you. (laughs) So let's let's go back one step. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who should I be with? You nerdy should two-shoes. be with Nerdy Two Shoes, but see, they threw right. that blonde in the well, and that's you just hopped right in. Well, <laughs> so oh, that's so funny. Because me and Nerdy Two Shoes will will both be well read. I know. Right? Oh, it'd be perfect. You talk philosophy and poetry, and ooh, ooh, I mean, ooh. she'd probably be into film and the, all this stuff however (laughs) porn plug is on the side and even though you should be with nerdy tissues you like Ginny exactly and so even though I am well read I would end up in the red well yes you would (laughs) and and Muffy I don't know what she would try to do oh that would be awkward she would just pull some psycho stuff yeah, sabotage. Yeah, sabotage. And it would be like Ginny with the chainsaw. She would be just, you know, right there, but all this drama happening that's like <laughs> not not leading you there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that that's 100% accurate on yeah. all counts as usual. <laughs> so 
funny. I love that you forgot Nerdy Two Shoes. Oh my gosh. I, I think that that one is going to resonate for years to come. Oh no. That was that was actually really funny that that happened. Oh my god. It, it, because it was indicative. I know. I know. Of like the crux of the issue here. Yep. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, that is so funny. Like I indicted myself by forgetting her just now. I know you did. Oh my god. But 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 can we elaborate <gasps> a little bit here on like, No excuses. <laughs> no, I know. I know I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I should just say no excuses and uh I apologize to Nerdy Two Shoes oh, for, for that. Amazing. Tell me a little bit about the difference between me and Ginny and me and Nerdy Two Shoes, because I think that that's the, the, the richest um, discussion. So in my mind, Ginny is, is the cool girl next door that you probably knew since childhood. You know, it would be mm. that kind of fairy tale thing because she's mm -hmm. just cool. Like you guys have been friends and you, it's like you, sh you, you w would want to end up with her. But she's out of reach because porn pluck keeps coming oh. in, in the way. And, and she's not going to tolerate that. No, no, no. And Muffy's doing some sabotage. And lo and oh. behold, like, Nerdy Two Shoes would be there. And, and that would just be, you know, this, like, nice, peaceful girl you'd read together. But all the drama <laughs> yeah. is, is, like not allowing the situation. And so that's exactly what I think would happen. Wow. I think you're exactly right. <laughs> I think you're exactly right. So that's that, my favorite one, I think. That was a really good one I, because it was so potent. Oh my God. Yeah, that was really potent. Like, it's not often that a movie gives us the perfect setup for this. <laughs> I know. Some of them, Dying. some of them have been pretty good. You, you know what? My favorite one to date was actually Halloween. Oh, that's just because Jamie Lee is your wife. Exactly. You can't pick. <laughs> you can't pick Halloween. I know. I try to pick it for everything. <laughs> Please, right? that's just Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I know. I know. It's too easy. It's oh my easy. goodness. But but you you also you did say something really profound though when you elaborated on me with the other two you know oh. I, I, that that was like really really good you you were talking about me and annie and you said well <laughs> no that's volatile yeah <laughs> completely volatile yep and then i would be cool with linda yeah you but would it, it's not it's not a thing no you guys it's would just be you guys would just be friends because yeah. she doesn't go for my type and i don't go for her type i know because she's like She's not balloon, but that's kind of where it started. She's semi balloon, but more, yeah, but more in like a cheerleader way. And so, yeah. what's super funny is that even though obviously you're just looking to end up with Jamie Lee Curtis, that's right. So that doesn't count. I know, but but I want nope. to. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it. Okay, you know what another good one was? House on Sorority Row. Oh, House on Sorority Row because, well, Balloon, <laughs> that was the actual, Balloon would have liked you in that. Ooh. And that would have been super awkward. 
trouble. Yeah, but the CBGB's girl you would have just been friends with. Yeah. Uh, you should end up with the final girl, except right. Miss, you know, crazy plotting Annie get your gun over there. Oh, sabotaging. God. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. See, that one was spot on, too. I mean, that was when, a really good one. When they have full swing. Oh, you and Balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me and Balloon, it's like one of those things where it's not right, but it's not volatile. No, because she's a balloon. Because she's a balloon. <laughs> and similarly in FTT5, like that balloon character from the diner, it, that's not volatile at all either. No, it's not. It's just it's just not right. No, <laughs> not at all. So that's why I think when there are full suites or at least close to some kind of suite where you have different personalities, that's when it's super fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, let's bring up an example of one that wouldn't be fun. Friday the Thirteenth Three. I thought I was just gonna say that it's that's like horrible. um nobody. <laughs> yeah, no one. Like no one in the. Uh... <laughs> yeah so we, no we like this we, we like when we can do this so oh that that was as good as it possibly gets <laughs> that is the version of who would i be with to beat oh my goodness well and ftt5 has one don't forget with Ooh. with boobaloo yeah. trying right. trying to mess up you know the pop locking relationship i love that <laughs> that is the final word on who would i be with okay uh, as stated by old Ange, <laughs> <laughs> as no one else could oh that's the best. now we need to talk about mr potato head okay i thought it would be bacon is it for you is it bacon okay for me the mr potato head is indeed two-bit bacon I could see that. Because, because, only because yeah. of that mystical 1980s blow dryer. I know. You know that thing? It's like a monster and it makes this loud noise. And it, it just gives them like a foot of volume on top of their head. Yes. I totally see that. For me, actually, it's Muffy when she's Buffy. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. So, it's what she does to her hair that like straightens it to the point of like frying it and it's just sitting there like a mop, but like an electrified mop. <laughs> <laughs> the electrified mop. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hashtag electrified mop. So that's why I pick her. Okay. Okay, so so then if you do pick her and you're committed to that, yes, I have a question for you. Yes, if you could lift her hairpiece <laughs> straight up out of her head hole, yep, and replace it with a different hairpiece that you would then insert straight down into the vacant head hole, yep, and proceed with your day as normal. Yeah. What would it be? Jessica Rabbit. Oh my gosh. Hands down. Jessica Rabbit? Yes. Wow. And hands down? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. I think it'd be perfect for her. She's kind of the vixen. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm actually starting to picture it. Uh. <laughs> I'm actually starting to picture it. Plus, I, she was giving me, like, that was the kind of vibe that literally made me think of Jessica Rabbit's song. Mm-hmm. So, I think it would be perfect for her. But for you, what would you replace Tubit Bacon's head hole with? <laughs> <laughs> so I would actually give him a Dr. Phil. Oh my God. That's mean. I know. <laughs> isn't, isn't that mean? That is so funny. The comb over? A Dr. Phil. Well, or we could, we could restylize it as Hawk. Road from the Road Warriors. Oh my God! Where it's it's bald in the middle, but it's oh, partying no. on the sides. Okay, that is the funniest thing. The top it, mullet. Yes, yes. It's it's like an inverted mullet. <gasps> God, that's so funny. It's business on the top, yep. but party on the side. On the sides, I love it. Oh my so, God! Do you love that we didn't even give a rating yet? Yes, I do love that because <laughs> there's just so much to have fun with. I know. I love and this movie. I, you know, what am I supposed to do after after that hard-hitting, <laughs> cerebral form of who would I be with, <laughs> oh, no. which is actually still resonating? Oh. You you wrote a stellar dissertation <laughs> on it, <laughs> oh. and you you compared and contrasted archetypes. Oh my goodness. And and put them into thought experiments that involve <laughs> being romantic partners with me. And yep. it was so hard hitting that I'm like still thinking about it. <laughs> so, so that was Yeah, you raised you raised the bar on that one because Oh no. To 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 bring it back and now we have to bring it back. We have to bring it back. <laughs> to bring it back. Get it um, back. I I have the ultimate question. So, so we mentioned Muffy. Yes. Where would Buffy fit in? For you? Yes. Is she irrelevant? I mean, if nothing else, I actually think like that's who you would be friends with. <laughs> my best friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's my bestie. Like if nothing else. <laughs> wow. You you would probably just be cool. <laughs> yeah. Right? I could see that. Definitely. And she would probably, like, she'd spill the beans. I'd be the one person she told about that whole plan. I know. I know. Nice. Like, you see that, right? Yeah, I do. I, I totally know. do. Like, she would have called me, and she'd be like, oh, yeah, we pretended to kill Biff now. And oh, we my God. Laugh. Oh, I know. It's so funny. And then... Wait, there were no others. But, God, I don't know what to rate this. I love it so much, and I don't... I can't give away my 10, because that's coming up. Nope. I don't know what to do. I love it. Well, we we have to use the usual metric. All right. The high nines yep. are movies that uh, we absolutely love. The high nines are movies where there's no caveat. Mm-hmm. That means no caveat. That's the number one thing. You know, it's not like we, we don't ever have to say, but okay. if you give it a high nine. I'm giving it a nine eight. Ooh. And the reason I'm not giving it a nine nine is because of 
the punk rock poser who annoyed me. Oh, Sting. Sting. We hate him. But otherwise, 9-8, one of the best. That, honestly, I did not expect that. See, I love this movie. Wow, you really do. You really, really do. I actually do. That is incredible. So I, I too, had a very, very, very good time with this movie. Uh, I love it. I I think that it did so many things right. Mm -hmm. I gave it extra points for uh, being so psychological in in terms of the way that it analyzed film genre. Yep. I I like the way that it subverted uh, everything that I expected to happen. Mm-hmm. And I like the way that it made fun of genre conventions while utilizing them and very well at that. I I love this movie for so many reasons. I'm not going to rate it as highly as movies that did all of the same things in a straight way mm-hmm. and, and had a house band. So, yeah, oh, the house band. Yeah, but see, for me... The theme song? Yeah, the theme song was really good. 10 out of 10. The theme song was a 10, for sure. You're a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) As as the ultimate slasher parody and the gold standard that all slasher parodies should be judged by, Uh I'll I'll give it a 975. 975! Yeah. 975, everyone. Yeah, so... That's exciting to me, because the ending is going to be love or hate, honestly. Yeah, that's going to be the deciding factor. If you get to the end of this movie, and you feel like you've been ripped off, Mm -hmm. you know, then then you're going to hate this movie. And that's going to be your experience. But if you watch this whole movie, and you reframe it in terms of, like, the history of the genre, Uh, and try to see that this movie loves slashers as much as we do. That's okay. That is what I'm feeling when I watch yeah. this movie, that they are having as much fun as we are. Yeah. And, yeah. and I totally see the point though, the ending, it, it does knock it out of the slasher genre while simultaneously being in it, which is insanely cool to me. It is. Because it's not a slasher, but it is. <laughs> right? It's so weird. And and yes, if it hadn't been just that really strange, silent scene where everyone is just there completely not acknowledging Ginny, I, I, my rating might be different, but it was executed so perfectly that I just love it. Yeah, everything about this movie was done correctly. And it's one of those movies that actually gets better with each viewing. It does. That's the thing. Because I've completely flipped on this movie. Me too. Me too. There was a time when I actually didn't like this movie. Well, and you didn't want to watch it this time. And then you love it. You love it. My dislike, my original dislike for this movie affected me so much that 25 years (laughs) later... Here I am still saying, no, I don't think we should watch this movie. Oh, my God. And you know, it's, it's going to suck. Jeez, oh, Louise, then it's the best ever. It's the best ever. I know. Um, and then there's a lot of things also that I held back from describing as they were happening. But uh-huh. now I will say um, throughout the entire film, there are so many things being done that became part of the new 
uh, mid to late 90s formula that was established by Scream. Yes. And cemented by I Know What You Did Last Summer. Right. You know, there's so much going on here from the very beginning of the film where they're showing home video footage of mm -hmm. the group of friends just hamming it up. Right. Exactly. So that's how those movies start, too. I know. That's what I'm saying. People think that that parody stuff, the meta started in the 90s. No, it did not. Yeah. This this is as meta as it gets in 1986. Uh, April Fool's Day. Right on down to the title. Yes. Right on down to the fact that they... You know, they made it take place on a holiday. Uh, right? It's see? so perfect. Like they're being traditional slasher movies take place on holiday. And but. it's in the title, like April Fool's, like we told you. <laughs> they got us before we even press play. I know. And they already got us. It's like it's part of that, I think, initial, not anger, but you know what I mean? The reaction, if, if they really get you at the end, I think part of that is like, oh my God, of course, I should have known. Uh -huh. Yes. So it's pretty yeah. funny. but it, it, It's so good. And honestly, as far as acting, Biff committed. Ginny committed. Muffy was fantastic as the twin psycho thing. Um, yeah. So just saying, you know, in that regard as well, some actual like committed actors. Definitely. I I honestly I think that they made wise decisions as far as the cast, which brings us to a very important accolade. Mm, oh we have now give out called the Golden Machete. All right. <laughs> the Golden Machete. Once again, the Golden Machete introduced in the last episode of the podcast. Uh, the Golden Machete is an award that we give to the player in the film that that gave the overall best performance. Oh, I know mine. So I'm just going to say right now that mine is Biff. Are you mine serious? Biff. Yes. I, I'm giving the golden machete to Biff because I loved every second when, when he was on screen and when his character was killed off, I was actually really sad. And honestly... <sighs> I was disappointed. I almost took a point away from the rating because they killed him off too soon. Oh, that's a good point. Like, why did you kill Biff off so quick when all he did was make us smile? You oh know? my God, I I agree with that. Um, mine's Muffy. Wow, yeah. amazing. Oh, absolutely. Amazing. All right, I okay. love her. I love her. Like, yeah, I see that. I see how, that. because as crazy as she is, what dedication, you know, she's, she's so good at playing that kind of vixen role at the beginning and then absolutely 100% changing her whole style and delivery and everything to scare everybody. And I just love it. I think that's so much fun. So Muffy. Which works really well because I gave my golden machete to the top comic relief player and you gave oh. yours to the top serious player. That's right. That That's the yin and yang yep. of golden machetes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> nice. Oh my goodness. Right? Oh, I Which love I it. believe is why they, why, that's why they built the pyramids. Of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the answer to the riddle of the Sphinx. <laughs> Absolutely. And so whenever people study astrology and 
read <laughs> fortune cookies or or do any sort of ritualistic things for good luck or good fortune what all of this is aiming towards is the golden machete is the golden machete i mean i think that's been established <laughs> are you ready for the golden machete are you ready are you ready <laughs> we, i'm so excited we came we saw we conquered we loved every single second oh my god april fool's day april fool's day and and also this was kind of a milestone because this was the first parody satire farce uh metaphysical type of self-referential thing that we've covered on the podcast oh that's true i love it yeah this is the first one so we've actually crossed that line out to where all of the slashes and suits family everyone who's going on this journey with us and we love you all Yay. you know here we are we're in 1986 now and things are happening and 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 this genre just became so much deeper i love it right and and i think that it, it's only going to get deeper from here and speaking of that mm -hmm. we need to decide where we're going from here oh i know exactly where we're going <laughs> where are we going from here okay one of two choices yes this was the send-off mm -hmm. so then do we bring it back with ftt6 Ooh. when yeah we do yeah Whoa. i think so never mind the other There's choice because no that's the only choice <laughs> yeah. i mean that's that's uh i think that sign sealed and delivered all right honestly especially yeah. when you put it like that right. i mean because i i would have suggested the other couple of 1986 yeah. april fool's day-esque movies right but we can do them but after we bring it back. It's not that important, like to cover Killer Party and, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's Killer not that Party's important. cool. Well, we it's, can we'll get there. Movie. We'll get there eventually. But I think exactly. with everything, like the toast to the genre, it's like you will see the new era initiated with FTT Part Six. And exactly. I mean, what a ride! Nine eight for me. Yes. 975 for me and oh did i tell you did i tell all of the viewers <laughs> that this this is the last episode of slashers and suits what guys sorry guys the podcast is over i hope you've enjoyed it you better say april fools april fools oh my god <laughs> That's so silly. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Gotcha. Oh my God, you got me. <laughs> I love it. The long story short is that we're going strong. We're going to keep going stronger. We're spreading around the world. It's true. We've got listeners in all of these different countries yeah. and all of these different American states. Yay. We're very, very grateful for everything that's happening because we're building up a lot of steam and it's so cool that people are relating to this. Yeah. You, you know, because we're not, we're not alone in this. We're not the only people who grew up with these wonderful, fun slasher movies. 
Right. A lot of people grew up with these, but you know, like ourselves, they have experienced the interesting situation of yeah. trying to be a slasher fan. Oh my right? god, and it's so funny. It's difficult because very few people actually understand exactly this genre. You know, of the people who understand it, only one percent of them have fun with it. That's the thing. We're all about having fun with this genre, and yes, going on this ride. And thanks to everybody who's been listening. And you can find us on Patreon, Slashers and Suits. And get yourself a button. Get yourself a sticker. We got some fun things coming. Exactly. Exactly. So basically the next place that we're going to go is back to Friday the 13th. We're going back to Crystal Lake. Woo! Next time. This is going to be huge. I know. It's going to be huge. I think it's important to explain that what we just saw was a very jaunty funeral right? for the slasher movie. That was a funeral. What we, Especially the ending sequence, they lingered on that. Too, yeah, they did. You know? Like everybody's, you know, having toasts and stuff. The, the reason they're doing that is because they're saying, okay, slashers are done. Now we're just going to go back to like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, I know, right? Uh, like those those kind of movies. Breakfast and there's, Club. There's not gonna be, yeah, the breakfast, they're going to go to like coming-of-age films, teen comedies, and escapist action movies. Right. But the nope. slasher is so not done. Woo-hoo. It is so not done. And the next episode, we're going to cover the movie that actually revived them. Literally revived them. Ooh, it's juicy. Yeah, it's going to be called Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part 6. And the reason I'm so excited about this yeah. Is because whenever we cover a Friday the 13th movie, Uh-oh. everything just falls into place. I'm so excited. Yeah, we, we love our Friday the 13th. Yeah, we here. do. And, and we're going to be debating Tommy again. Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. There's going to be yet another actor playing Tommy. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be really, really great stuff. And after... We cover Jason Lives. We're going to be bringing you the Halloween series and the Nightmare on Elm Street series in in their entirety. I mean, they come back and Freddy starts to dominate. Thank you very much. Yes, Freddy, Freddy takes the torch for the 1980s as far as being the cultural icon in horror movies. Yes. You know, so so the late 80s is its own thing with its own vibe. Right. We're, we're going to get into that. And we're going to be watching so many of those movies. Yes. They're going to have a very, very cool vibe. And it's all going to be brought about by Jason Lives. Oh, my God. I can't wait. So I don't know who April is, <laughs> but she played me for a fool. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Okay. So whether it's April, May, June, July, <laughs> August... Or September. Whoa. We'll give you something to remember. Slashes and suits. April Fool's Day. Much love to everybody. Keep your suit on. <laughs> <laughs>